Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in Michigan fans to another edition of the Michigan Post Game Podcast on SB Nation's Mason Brew Podcasting Network. Your host today is me, Trevor Woods. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. We are up at the very tippy top of the Big House Michigan Stadium after Michigan's 59 to nothing victory over the Yukon Huskies, a Jim Mora Jr. coach team, but it is not their year and it certainly was not their day. However, it was the Michigan Wolverines day. They steamrolled them from opening kickoff to the last whistle. Actually, there were seven quarterbacks who got in the game today. 101 Michigan players overall. Very impressive. Very impressive to do that while giving up a goose egg. Zero points on defense. The UConn quarterbacks today were just 5 of 20 for 24 yards. And the UConn offense generated just 110 yards. J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's starting quarterback today, played very well. Once again, three weeks in a row, two starts. Every week, McCarthy's looked very good, and today was no exception. 15 of 18 for 214 yards. McCarthy could have had easily a few touchdowns on the day, but he ended up having zero. Why is that? Well, a few really good throws of his ended up being down at the one-yard line which led to Blake Corum having an historic day in his own right. Five rushing touchdowns, three of which came from one yard out. Uh, Corum, he had 71 yards on the day. His long was of 20 yards. But credit to Corum, credit to Michigan's offensive line and run blocking. Looked pretty darn good today. 
and that's why five touchdowns so it was good to see Corum punching in from one yard out like that Corum if you ask him he says he can run in the trenches and he considers himself an every down back so Corm's going to continue to have a chip on his shoulder with anyone who questions his ability to pick up those short yardage conversions, whether it's for a touchdown or third and short, fourth and short. So that was encouraging to see. But back to McCarthy. McCarthy looked very well. He didn't really force many throws. He did force one on a rollout to the right, kind of a broken, busted play at that point. Uh, didn't see a linebacker right in his face. The ball was tipped. Uh, no issue, no interception, anything like that. But besides that, I was impressed by McCarthy's pocket presence. He seemed very comfortable operating from within the pocket. McCarthy was able to find his checkdowns when needed. Another thing that was quite encouraging, it seems like he's developing a really good rapport with Ronnie Bell. They connected six times on the day for 78 yards. Bell hauled in another reception from McNamara. Bell had seven receptions for 96 yards on the day. And Bell had 53 yards after the catch on the day. A real nice day from Ronnie. A nice day from Michigan's offense. A.J. Henning and Roman Wilson. McCarthy found success with them on quick-hitting screen passes, bubble screens, and let them do the dirty work. Uh, one for Roman Wilson was a long of 38, a uh, long of 15 for A.J. Henning. And then it was good to see Luke Schoonmaker get involved, 31-yard uh, receptions on his lone target of the day, 13 yards after the catch on that one. But... Michigan, now they are 3-0 on the season at the end of non-conference play. Next week they will be facing Maryland, and the tests get steeper from there. Then they go play in Iowa. Then they play IU, which IU is not that good this year, but still it's a road game. But uh, then there's Penn State, a bye week in Michigan State. So point being... The stiffer tester, they're going to get here quickly, folks. I mean, the last three weeks flown by, and the next few are going to fly by too, which makes it all the more important that the defense gave up nothing and that the offense looked pretty darn good. And at the postgame press conference today, Jim Harbaugh was saying that he feels that this team kind of looks like the Rick Leach, Anthony Carter teams from the late 70s and Harbaugh is not one to usually compare one thing to the other especially when you get football players involved but usually when Harbaugh says that he means it and he sees something in this team and I don't think it's debatable at this point they're the number four team in the country maybe they'll rise up a little bit more after this week we'll see who knows but yeah that's elite that's elite and even you being in the top 10 top 15 is pretty darn good too but hey they're number four don't relinquish that four spot just keep going up from here so that should be their goal the team seems quite focused penalties penalties really haven't been a problem overall four penalties today for just 24 yards 26 first downs on the day third down conversions michigan did quite well today 9 to 13 it would be nice to see these sack numbers go up a little bit, but that is certainly splitting hairs on a day where Michigan gave up 
zero points. But they, they had zero sacks on the day, but big deal, right? They found an effective way to get after the UConn quarterback and limit the ground game of UConn, which has looked good a couple games this year, and particularly against Utah State. So while UConn clearly is not a good team, a lot of people thought Hawaii was a worse team than UConn, and I would say that's very debatable after today. And uh, that that also could just mean that uh, Michigan's pretty good. These can be classified as cupcake games and all that, but what if you dominate the cupcakes thoroughly? That's what Michigan's been able to do through three weeks in the season on offense and defense to where Michigan's gave up just 17 points on defense through three weeks. J.J. McCarthy has had just four incompletions through three weeks. Granted, two starts in which he didn't play the whole game and then one game, the first game of the season, where he's just four for four. But still, I mean, there's a lot of positives from across the board on both sides of the ball. Then you, you talk about a leader... It looks like it's emerging on defense and linebacker Junior Colson, who we'll see what type of totals he puts up tackle-wise from now to the end of the season. But very impressed by Junior Colson and a lot of folks on that Michigan defense. But some bad news, and it involves Cade McNamara, and it's just sad, it's unfortunate. McNamara, of course, started the first game of the season, Harbaugh said McCarthy would start the second game of the season. Then from there, he'd name a starting quarterback. Of course, McCarthy was 11-12 last week, played absolutely phenomenally. Harbaugh named him the starter against UConn, and McCarthy played good once again. However, McNamara did get in the game, and just a very unfortunate turn of events for McNamara yet again today. McNamara took a sack. He was 1-for-1 for 18 yards, but... McNamara suffered a leg injury of some kind, and we'll see how long he's going to be out, but Jim Harbaugh said that it's going to be a few weeks, multiple games. It doesn't look like a season ender, Harbaugh said, but definitely entering Big Ten play, not what you want to hear, not that your backup quarterback, your starting quarterback from 2021 is going to be out an extended period of time. Just Certainly a bummer. Harbaugh was asked, is Davis Warren going to be the number two then, or who's going to be the number two? Uh, That remains to be seen. It could be Davis Warren. It could be Alan Bowman. Harbaugh even said, don't forget about Alex Orgy, the true freshman who's had a couple touchdowns through the first three weeks of the season. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, There's no need to rush to a decision on a backup right now. But Michigan's down a quarterback, and – That's definitely a a bummer. So it makes it all the more important for J.J. McCarthy to stay healthy, stay upright, don't take big hits, don't get injured, don't get hurt. Because uh, it's always a bad, bad deal when any quarterback gets hurt. But just just the other circumstances going on with Cade, got a feel for the kid. So best wishes to Cade McNamara uh, in, in health and spirit. But life goes on and the game goes on and that's exactly what we're going to do as journalists. And now there's going to be interesting things to talk about in regards to that backup quarterback spot. And Jim Harbaugh and offensive coordinator Cheryl Moore, offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach Matt Weiss, 
they're going to have to coach these guys up, get them ready to be the backup if they aren't already ready to be backup. One thing we have not talked about yet on the pod, which deserves actually a lot of talk, a lot of praise, would be Jay Harbaugh, the special teams coordinator for Michigan. Jay and that special teams unit were absolutely phenomenal a season ago, and they picked up right where they left off this season. And against UConn, first off, Brad Robbins, punter Brad Robbins, some phenomenal punts today. But then there was a punt block. Caden Colasar had a punt block. Then there was a punt return for a touchdown by A.J. Henning. Jim Harbaugh said after the game that he doesn't really recall many times in the same game where you see a 61-yard punt return and then you see a punt block in the same game. So J.R. Harbaugh is just so creative, such attention to detail for the special teams unit and how they prepare, how they attack, how they try to improve at every moment. Basically, folks, when there's not a punt block, they're looking on that film of what they did wrong. And, of course, you know, pump blocks are few and far in between, but that's how they approach it. That's how they approach the coaching to, you know, they, they're always aspiring to play perfect. And that, that strive for perfection is never going to reach perfection, right? But if you can get close, if you can get a few punt blocks here and there, if you can get a punt return touchdown here and there, a kickoff return touchdown, you're doing something right. And... Jay, the past couple of years, he's been receiving a lot of credit from players, from his other coaches on the staff, saying Jay's always somebody they can lean on, and it sure seems to be the case. So Jay Harbaugh, he's 32, 33 now. I know he's right around my age, which is 32. But Jay, young for a head coach, or not head coach, (laughs) he wants to be a head coach someday, but he's young for a coach. And his day is coming sooner than later to where he's going to could potentially be offense coordinator somewhere, could be a head coach somewhere. He has the chops. He's coached anywhere from running back to tight end to he's also the safeties coach this season to where Jay knows ball. His last name might be Harbaugh, but there is not one ounce of nepotism. You are known by your work. And Jay, he's also known by his last name, but now he is becoming known by his work. So more credit to you, Jay Harbaugh. Congratulations once again on a lights-out performance from your special teams unit, often the most unheralded unit in all of football. And days like today are refreshing and wake fans and media up alike to the importance of the third phase of the game of football and how impactful it can be. And yeah, it was just a 59-0 game today, but against... The best teams on the schedule, one block, one punt return might just be enough to win a one-score game. Now, moving forward, Michigan, as I already stated, they play Maryland next week. They might be without Trevor Keegan. We'll see. Uh, Keegan suffered some type of injury today. Ended up being street closed by the end of the day. But it was a blowout, so he didn't necessarily have to stay suited up. Unfortunately, McNamara is not going to be around for a little bit. Just absolutely brutal news. But overall, pretty healthy otherwise on the team. Not a lot of nicks and bruises entering Big Ten play. 
So that's a positive in and of itself. But what do we know about this Michigan team so far? With everything we've said through 13 minutes of this podcast today, we still don't know everything, and maybe we don't even know a lot. We know they've looked good at this point, but there's the but about it, right? But they played Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. Now they play a good team, a good enough team, you could say, in Maryland. Then they go on the road, hostile environment to Iowa. In the next few weeks, we're going to start to really see who Michigan is, who J.J. McCarthy is, what the Michigan defense is, what the Michigan offensive line is, who has given up some sacks on the season. There's some things to clean up. And Harbaugh pointed out today that just across the board, there's some things they can get better at, and of course they can. It's still early in the season. It's a long season. But the important thing is their goals are all still in front of them. They're 3-0. and They're the number four team in the country. But, uh, yeah, all systems go full speed ahead for the Wolverines. And let's see how dominating they can be once they enter Big Ten play next week. I, I look forward to it. And we will be podcasting right after the game yet again then. So until then... This has been Trevor Woods, and you can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I stink. I don't think I stink, but um, tell me whatever you want. Tell us whatever you want. You can always reach me on message, on tweets, on email. I love interacting with you guys, and I always love your notes, your questions, and everything in between your interactions. So we we really appreciate that here at Mason Brew. But we're going to be signing off for now, and we'll be back next week when Michigan takes on Maryland. Have a great one, folks.